You're on LinkedIn, and I am too. It's hard to imagine anyone who is self-employed, a consultant, in fact, anyone who is a professional in anything other than a couple of industries who is not on LinkedIn. Everyone I can think of is on LinkedIn or has been on LinkedIn. There are, according to LinkedIn's website, news.linkedin.com, over 900 million people in 200 countries and regions worldwide as of this year, 2023. And when you think of it, that really means a couple of things. One, you have to be on LinkedIn to be found by prospective customers. And two, the kinds of people that you want to identify and reach out to, communicate with, do business with, they're on LinkedIn too. So LinkedIn is something that is indispensable to us as self-employed consultants, coaches, in fact, anyone I would imagine working in any company, whether for themselves or on behalf of other people, need to be on LinkedIn. So this week, my guest is James Potter, who calls himself the LinkedIn man. And we're going to cover a bunch of helpful topics, including how does LinkedIn work in real life for people like you and me? What should you be doing on LinkedIn? Should you pay for some of the services and products on LinkedIn? For example, LinkedIn Sales Navigator or premium LinkedIn? Is it just another social media platform? What is the difference between it and other platforms? And what kind of content should you be saying or posting on LinkedIn? Lots of stuff to cover in this week's episode. This is the Training Business Podcast. Hey, and welcome to the trainingbusiness.com podcast. Every week, we bring you exciting news and interviews with training business experts and training business entrepreneurs from around the world. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. Here's your host, Mark Garrett Hayes. Hey, welcome to the show. This is the Training Business Podcast. My name is Mark, and this is the weekly show for people like you and me, self-employed consultants, trainers, coaches, people who make money from sharing their expertise with others in the form of products, services, workshops, courses, books, keynotes, all those things I list every single week. Now, maybe you've got none of those things. I didn't at some point, and I am these days self-employed as a trainer, building a company with other people. I'm a published author, a certified coach, etc., etc. Why am I saying this? Because I've been through the struggles, the doubts, still am to some degree, in that territory, you know, doubting myself, who am I to write something, who am I to train people on these things, and all of this stuff to do with mindset and marketing and sales and positioning and content creation and product creation and service creation, that's all the kind of stuff that we cover every single week on this show, warts and all. So wherever you are on this wonderful journey, and I think it is a wonderful journey, learning to convert what you know into the form of services and products which people buy, that's what this show is all about. And we have guests on the show most weeks to share their tips with you. If you've not yet subscribed, please click on follow or subscribe, depending on the platform that you're on right now, whether it's Apple or Stitcher or something else and share this with other people. There are plenty of people who right now would love to start their own knowledge business or expertise business, and this costs them and you nothing and takes only a couple of seconds to subscribe to. James, welcome to the show. How are you doing? You're based in the UK, right? Correct. Okay, and your brand is The LinkedIn Man which is yes. self-evident, really. Uh, you're passionate oh, about LinkedIn. 
Um, the irony of that is I was a pseudonym of the LinkedIn man before I became officially the LinkedIn man. Okay. And I guess it's fair to say that you're, you're passionate about all things LinkedIn. It's not like many of us have a choice, really, because it's the biggest elephant in the room. There is nothing close that I'm aware of to LinkedIn. There was a platform called Zing. There are other platforms around the world, but LinkedIn is, is the behemoth. It's the biggest, right? By, by a long, long way. It's the biggest by a long time. Even if you compare it with Zing, particularly around the German audience, we'll talk That's about right. Zing a lot. Uh, LinkedIn is significantly bigger than Zing in Germany. And it's hard to believe how, how prevalent it's become in our lives. I don't think anyone can, as a freelancer or independent business owner, survive without being on LinkedIn in some shape or form. What would you say to that? I don't think anybody in business in any role can potentially survive without being on LinkedIn because it's become the biggest point of professional validation that's out there. So if you're not there, it is now quite peculiar. Yeah, I like that professional validation. According to statistics I'm looking at right now, there are uh, of as of January 2023, 900.2 million members around the world. Okay, not as much as Correct. Facebook, but so what? This is but literally it's a different audience. Yeah, exactly. Different audience. So it's growing. It, it still is growing. It still has plenty More to than grow. More a million users a week. More than a million a week. So what is the opportunity for people like us, people who are running our own business? We are, in my world, consultants, trainers, coaches, and we want to get our message out there. Put a, a flag on the ground and say, here I am. Here's what I do. Here's what we do. And here's why you should hire me or trust me. Okay. So the, the first thing is think what you normally do. So, so let's take all of those people like yourself. I'm going to put you over here. Lovely people when I get to meet you. Let's take the digital version of you on LinkedIn. Is that as lovely as an experience when I meet that one? Because if I meet that one and it's not like the real one, I might not get to meet the real one because more people are looking you up online to decide if they want to talk to you than ever. So it's really important that that digital version of you in this context, LinkedIn is as good as you, you know, look the same, act the same, feel the same, have the same credibility, the same voice. When people land on your LinkedIn page, anyone's LinkedIn page, they're seeing a couple of things. And I think the, the language I'll use here is that used by people in the print industry, which is above the fold before they scroll. The yes. first thing they see is you, your image, because it's top left. The next thing is they their eyes go across the banner, which is that space. And then beneath that, they've got some text, your name, your title. You've got... Actually, that's not a title for the record. It's not? Um, okay. It, no. Uh, everybody perceives it to be a title because by default, LinkedIn sticks your title there. Therefore, people assume it's a title. Uh, it's actually not. It's something called a professional headline on LinkedIn. So it's a 220-character summary of you, what you do, and the impact that you have. Think of it a bit like a magazine headline on a newsstand. Right. Why are you interesting? Why would I look at you? I'll look at That's that. That's interesting. One. So it's not as as I think if people hear the title word, they might think it's constrained. But if you've got 220 characters, there's a lot you can pop in there, I guess, from the sound of things. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I must say that's something I've got to address because I've seen other people's profiles recently. And there's a huge amount of description what they have there. And if your title is just a title, like your business 
title. You're missing something, right? A consultant. It isn't enough, is it? There are so many. So if we take the world of coaches and consultants specifically, you know, go on LinkedIn, there is a coach and a consultant almost metaphorically on every street corner. Uh, On LinkedIn at the moment, there are over 22 million people that talk about coaching or being coaches within their profiles. There's more than 62 million consultants on LinkedIn, and you're trying to make yourself stand out. Hmm. Now, it's important to have that context because you do stand out, but you stand out because you are you. You have a reputation. You talk to people. You've got a great network in real life. But somehow when we get on LinkedIn, we act differently and we hope perhaps it works differently. And actually, it's very similar to real life. So if we think of this and the way this was explained to me years ago was that this is your this is your own advertising billboard. <laughs> Literally, you've got to make impact. When people land on the page, before they scroll, they see your image, they see that valuable billboard space, which sometimes is just an ordinary picture. It should be something which captures your brand, explains who you are, the credibility beneath which you have your name, your, as you said, description, is that right? Headline. Professional headline. headline. That's Professional the word, headline, exactly. Yeah. And then beneath that, you've got things like hashtags, so there's more to me no, than the eye. Not necessarily. Not okay. necessarily. So you only have hashtags in your profile if you're using LinkedIn in something called creator mode, which is a mode all about building an audience on LinkedIn. So uh-huh. if you're going to use LinkedIn to build an audience, then creator mode is for you. But if you're going to use LinkedIn to build a network and leverage the network, then creator mode definitely isn't for you. So already there are some choices being made here about how we approach LinkedIn, depending on how we want to use it and the outcomes we're trying to get to. So I guess... I want to come back to your billboard question as well. Mm -hmm. You know, in real life, if you're going to meet somebody, you don't dress like a billboard. You dress like a human. And actually, one of the things that people fall into on LinkedIn, particularly if you're running your own business, you fall into a trap of becoming the business. Uh, And people aren't buying the business, they're buying you. And, And quite often, they're buying... You, your personality. Think about the feedback you get when you meet people. Do you know what people don't write in their profiles? Their personality. They fill it full of what they do, like a billboard. And then it doesn't translate very well. It's more about so what, why, the difference, the types of people that you help, the problems that you solve, a bit of credibility being on display, and people forget to write it in. So what form would that take if we want to convey personality and stand out no. from among thousands or millions? simple terms. Okay. You know, if you think of the about section of LinkedIn being mm. about you, you know, mm. why did you start the business? Why are you different? What's the feedback that people give you about you? Personality, style, approach, values, that sort of thing. The experience section you and I might call work or job. So that's about what you do, why you do it, the difference it makes, the problems you solve, the impact you have. And then you've got things on LinkedIn like endorsements, a bit of validation, you've got the skill, Mm. but more importantly, recommendations, testimonials, people saying, yes, you have got this and you are good at it. And you need to have those and also have enough to represent the value that you represent and also keep them current. You know, don't go on LinkedIn and your last recommendations like three or four years ago. It's like saying I've done no good work recently. 
How do you get people to leave recommendations? I know I've struggled with that in the past. It's simple. I can solve that for you and everybody else at the same time, Mark. Um, Do people ever say thank you to you? Of course. Mm -hmm. Well, then next time they say thank you, simply ask. You you wouldn't mind popping that on a LinkedIn recommendation, would you? Because it would really help me out. Right. And if you want to be really nice to you, you can go on LinkedIn and ask as well. Uh, and and you can reciprocate, I guess. Yeah, you could. Uh, you, if you want yeah. to. Okay. What have you experienced from them to know that they're good, to write them a recommendation? That's true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, thank that, you for that's... being a client. <laughs> okay. So you, you've got ways. I mean, I, for example, have two emoticons in my, um, the, the text beneath that yeah. headline, if you will. And hashtags, if you're a creator. Now, people might say, I never knew that uh, LinkedIn had a creator mode. And I'm not surprised because I'm not going to get into trouble here, but I don't think LinkedIn is my favorite piece of software. However, I have no choice but to play in that arena. There are so many things in here which are hard to find, and you may not know they exist unless someone said, oh, by the way, there is this. I have conversations like all this, uh, like this all the time. I say to people, do you know there's such a thing called LinkedIn Sales Navigator? And they say, never heard of that. What is that? And I say, it's for salespeople, people like you. I never realized that. I've been using it, LinkedIn for it's, years. It's funnier than that for me, Mark, okay. because people will say to me, oh, oh, I've got to have LinkedIn Sales Navigator. And I'll go, Why? And they'll go, because I want to find people. And I'll say, what, you want to find like, you know, HR directors of PLCs that are based in Johannesburg that your mates know? And they go, oh, yeah, that would be brilliant. Well, you can do LinkedIn. I'm free for that. You don't need Sales Navigator. Okay, but so let's, let's stop there for a second. realize. So two things. First of all, you've ordinary, nav- uh, sale, uh, ordinary LinkedIn. Ordinary LinkedIn, yeah. Then, then you've got premium, which is what yeah. I have, which is that uh, golden LinkedIn button. And then yeah. if you want which to go- Which is optional, up, by the way. Which is optional. Okay. Uh, so why would you do that? Why would you, f- let's take that as a first step. Why would you okay. sign up for so premium? Why would you pay for LinkedIn? Okay. Yeah. So the reality is a lot of people will pay for LinkedIn because LinkedIn will tell them that they need to pay for LinkedIn. So everybody else, okay, well, then I'll pay for it. If you're asking me, why would I pay for LinkedIn? Well, the main reason I'm going to pay for LinkedIn is because once I have more than five people each day looking at my profile, LinkedIn won't tell me who they are. Now, if I'm on LinkedIn and I'm talking to people and I'm doing things, in my case, I can get anything from 20 to 200 people look at me in a day. But I also have the rigor to look at who's looking at me. And if it's appropriate, I'll do something about it. You know, if it's somebody that I want to talk to, you know, head of marketing at McKinsey's or something has looked at me today. I'll phone the person that I know that knows them, that I'm connected to and go, Oi, Florence, I didn't know that you knew her. Is she a nice lady? You couldn't introduce me, could you? So the biggest value you're going to get is to start to look at LinkedIn differently. But then you'll start to do some different things. Coming back to the thing that you said before about LinkedIn not being your favorite platform, we all have a favorite platform. It suits us. It suits our style. And if LinkedIn's not yours, then go and learn about it if you've got a play in there or think of it like a room full of business people because LinkedIn is a big room full of business people. But don't forget they're humans. You know, we seem to divorce our humanity when we go onto LinkedIn. We become very stiff, formal, boring, Mm. and dare I say it, British, even when you're not British. And and you don't need to, you know, people like you for being you. Go and be you. You're much better at that. 
Yeah, be yourself because everyone else is taken. <laughs> Absolutely, very famous quote. Yeah, so we have this real estate, let's think of it that way, where people, when they hear of you or decide to look you up because yep. you've come across their desk, they've been recommended or you've been recommended to them, they're going to yep. see that that those couple of things, that um, that headline, um, if you've got creator mode switched on, if if you are like me, someone who posts most days on LinkedIn, that would be something you can activate. However, many people struggle to find these things. Again, you may not know that exists unless you read about this thing. So, what, what are most people going to do? They're, they're yeah. going to look at your profile to validate what they've been told about you or they've been told to look at you. So they're going to have a look, at which point they are going to look at the photograph and name to make sure it's the right person. Uh, they are going to stereotype that image of you in 0.7 of a second. That's the current research. And then they're going to start scrolling down. Yeah, quickly look at the headline, first 320 characters, the about section, a little bit of the experience section, and probably straight down the bottom to the recommendations, because that's where the credibility is obvious. And that's so quick, isn't it? Literally in, yeah. in a couple of seconds. Hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you've got to get your personality there. Mm. But it's a bit like um, a lot of the military terms. You know, they, they use a phrase called bottom line up front bluff. You know, let, let's put the important stuff at the top. Now, that's the important stuff for other people, not the important stuff for you. You don't buy your own stuff. Yes. Think about other people. Yeah. So put their important stuff at the top uh, and then less important as you go down. Because if they're interested, they'll read the next bit and the next bit and the next bit. Don't put the good stuff at the bottom, which is a human condition. We have a terrible habit of writing the most interesting things last. Hmm. It might not get seen. That's a great point. So um, if you are someone who posts, and I guess coaches and, and facilitators and trainers would want to write about what they know to provide professional credibility, perhaps an article on something, that's another discussion pulse in LinkedIn. But but most of the time, most people who post things regularly uh, would do so in the form of a brief post, maybe a picture, some survey. There's so many things we could use in LinkedIn. Um, what's yes. the value of having hashtags if you're in creator okay. mode. So let, let, let's take a step back from the posting question for a moment. Okay. Can, mm. can I get everybody to think about posting differently? You're not posting things. You're talking to people that you know. Now, when you talk to someone, if I was to bump into you at an event, Mark, at no point would either of us go, can I interest you in a white paper, a bit of thought leadership? If it was no. real life, we would not have that dialogue. But you're putting that onto LinkedIn, and then you're wondering perhaps why people don't read it. I think I might know why. Because it's the same people that are reading it that you know and you talk to, and suddenly you're talking differently. It's mm. weird. Mm. Try and be a bit more conversational. You know, think about hashtags a bit like being a bold typeface. If there's a word that's important in what you're talking about, put a hashtag in front of it. It goes bold. It draws the human eye to read the word. Mm. If you want to be really clever, put the hashtags through your post when you're posting, because then the human eye goes through your post looking for the bold words. Right. And the hashtag also is picked up by the LinkedIn algorithm, which takes it oh, to me. Let's talk about algorithms. Yes, okay. please. Let's do that uh, then. Which algorithm are you talking about? Yeah, great question. And, and the algorithm 
if we can quickly define that term for people listening, yeah, is literally um, the secret sauce that LinkedIn has. It constantly changes, and it really decides uh, whom to promote or what to promote. It, okay. it literally is the you could say the operating system of of LinkedIn, right? The platform okay. operating so system. Let, let's let's reformat the description of the algorithm for a minute. Okay, um, you're connected to lots of people. Imagine if everything they did on LinkedIn was put in front of you. How chaotic, how fast, how rapid that would transition. You'd struggle to cope. Mm. And this is where algorithms come in. Algorithms are there to make sure that when you say something, you post. There is an algorithm that deals with your post. So what happens on LinkedIn is different to what happens on social media. On social media, everybody assumes if I go on and say this, it goes to every follower that I've got. And they're probably right, as I understand it. LinkedIn doesn't work like that. Uh, when you post on LinkedIn, it shows it to a small sample of your connections to see if they read it. Now, if they read it, it goes, well, that's interesting. We'll show it to some more of your connections mm-hmm. and some more of your connections. Because if every post from everybody went to everybody they're connected to, it would be bonkers. Right. But there's also another algorithm on what you see. Do you interact with that person? Therefore, LinkedIn's going, well, if you interact with them, you'll probably find their post interesting. We'll show that one to you. It's very relationship-based. It is not audience-based. So there's not a human or a bunch of humans doing this. This is an actual a system like AI a brain. doing what AI, AI. does and has Got done it. for a million years. And it doesn't change that often how these algorithms work. Uh, the last algorithm update was about 14 months ago. Uh, and all it did was to stop penalizing people no matter what type of post. LinkedIn doesn't care what you post. Whether really? it's a link, a video, a picture, a file, a document, text, it couldn't care less. I was always told that if you include... Something like yes, a link. Of include which is, a link and it takes you somewhere else, it would penalize you. Not anymore. Hasn't done for the last 14 months. Interesting. Right. Because I know people on LinkedIn still write who are oh, yes. deemed Constant LinkedIn authorities. It's in yeah. the comments. Yes. Okay. That's um, it. Okay. All right. So w- we have this billboard. So literally, we have a couple of, let's say, eight inches high, maybe seven or eight wide. And in that place, we've got to make some kind of impact. There are so many sections in here. What I see a lot of people doing is creating like a LinkedIn CV and they treat LinkedIn like an electronic CV and they copy and paste their CV into LinkedIn. And it fails. And it fails. Why? Yep. Um, Well, if I was to sit in front of you across a desk and talk to you like a potential client, would I put on that very formal, stoic, talking at you sort of voice and persona. No, it would be weird. So when you're writing your LinkedIn profile, don't think of it like writing your CV. Think of it like having a conversation with someone over a desk. Mm -hmm. Because what your LinkedIn profile is doing every day is having a conversation with someone over a desk. I'm looking at your profile through my screen across my desk. So let's make it a bit more conversational. We're back to that terrible human thing again. Right. And, and there's also, I believe, part of the algorithm is looking at uh, the prevalence of words like you and yours. If 
if your posts and your content are conversational, it tends to no. promote them. No. So that's, that's another great miss. Okay. Uh, if we use words like you and yours, it must no. So back to humans. All right. The more you talk in a conversational style to your audience in mm -hmm. a way that is easy to read, the more they will read it. This is not gaming an algorithm. This is being human and talking to humans in a human way. Mm. And unsurprisingly, more humans read it. There are so many myths about how LinkedIn works. It is a constant source of amusement for me. Okay, so we have a couple of options here. We could stay with LinkedIn free. We can go LinkedIn premium. Why would you go to LinkedIn Sales Navigator? So if I was a salesperson, 100% through and through, that was my role. I'm an SDR, I'm a BDR, something of that nature. Then Sales Navigator gives me a separate stream of activity to monitor my suspect and prospect people and accounts that I have chosen to stalk in my sales lens. For that, mm -hmm. it is brilliant. If I was on free LinkedIn, those suspects and prospects would get mixed in with the people that I know already. So Sales Navigator, if you have a pure sales function, is worth having if you are doing that hold SDR type activity. Mm -hmm. But if you're doing your business development activity through relationships and network, free LinkedIn is going to do you anyway. Okay. Um, there's so much we could talk about in here. So many features, profile sections, um, services, analytics, resources, all kinds of things. But when I've seen great profiles, they really take advantage of everything that's above the fold and the stuff that people are likely to see below the fold, maybe in the featured section, uh, a link to a podcast episode or a PDF or something of value or even imagery and so on. And then below that, people perhaps pay less and less interest to your CV unless they want to scroll. But often the stuff that's up front is up front for a reason. What are your thoughts on the kinds of content that LinkedIn likes and tends to promote with the algorithm? So what LinkedIn tends to like is conversational, relatable, and human. Now, you'll notice I don't use the word content. Hardly ever because LinkedIn is not content-driven. It's conversation-driven. So keep it conversational, not content. You're trying to get, predominantly in coaching and consulting worlds, to busy people. They are time poor. They are pressured. They are not the sorts of people that are going to find time to read your two sides of A4 in a PDF. Mm -hmm. So don't do it. You know, take the valuable bit. Talk about how you've helped a chief executive to overcome a block so that he's unlocked an additional 100 million of value or whatever it is. Talk about it. Obviously, don't name the people you're working with. That would be commercially naive and probably get you into trouble. But talk about the types of people that you're talking to, the types of outcome that they're getting, the places you're going to, the people you're helping. All of those business small talk conversations, you probably already have. When you bump into somebody that you know and they say, it's lovely to see you, what are you up to? You don't think twice. You talk to people, not with a PDF, not worrying about the filter of an algorithm. You just talk to people. Right. 
keeping in conversation. And, the best example I can give you, Mark, my most popular post recently has been me talking about what shirt I was wearing to an event. Right. You know, I found myself stood in front of my wardrobe that morning, going to do a keynote talk, picking out the clothes that made me feel good, shirt that did this, cufflinks my daughter gave me, and so on. Uh, and that became what I started talking about on my post. You know, Does anybody else do this? I find myself finding in the shirt that makes me feel good because if I feel good, I perform better and all those good things because I'm off to London this afternoon to do this keynote talk and do this and meet these people and do that. Uh, and that was my post. And it got 54,000 views. Now, I've got to be brutally honest. I don't care. I, I don't care it got 54,000 views. I'm not doing a post to get views. Okay. I'm not doing a post to tell everybody, this is what I'm up to. I'm doing a post to stick front of mind with the people that I am connected to that I already know. They, they know what I do. I've just got to be front of mind so they don't forget me. Yes, there will be other people that will look at my profile and look at what I post to find out what I'm like. But I'm talking about the good work that I'm doing. It's doing that work for me. The evidence is there. So try and just think it a bit more conversational mm. and a bit more like a room full of human beings, and it will make the world a difference. Think about the network the same way. You know, If you've got these people in your network, you want them to be nice people. You want them to be a good reflection of you. You know, mm. if someone's looking you up on LinkedIn and you're connected to this person and I know them and they're a prat, what does that make you? Something else which I've seen recently, and this is one of the things I have or issues I have with LinkedIn, is that not all features are available to everyone. So, um, yeah, no surprises. I, I'm able you know, to, for example, right now, I'm able to schedule my posts. You're not. Um, I Other people are able to add a video to their image placeholder up top left-hand yeah. side. I'm not. Everybody, uh, it's mobile app only. Mobile app only. That's but why. even on mobile, is everyone able to do that, to add a video? Yeah. They are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what you've got to bear in mind, LinkedIn's a big bit of software, if you drill it down. Mm -hmm. And it's got 900 million users. You know, if you've got a new bit of software, can you roll it out to 900 million people overnight? No. No, it takes time. And LinkedIn also tries different things. You know, sometimes they'll put a new feature out and they won't be sure it's going to work. So they'll give it to a small audience or they'll give it to an audience that doesn't use LinkedIn very much to see what they do. And sometimes they'll bring out new features, which are brilliant uh, inbox stars in the last week. Wonderful things. And they'll give it to lots of people because they know it's going to work. And that's why you see different variants of even free LinkedIn or paid LinkedIn. Because there are different versions of LinkedIn in circulation. Got it. Okay. Um, there's so much we could talk about. Uh, we'll not yes, have but we're a out lot of time. of time. We're running out of time. One last thing um, is the fact that when I think of content, you have pulse, you've articles, um, and you've got posts. W what is the difference between articles on LinkedIn, right. which many people seem not to be doing anymore? And then yep. there's a reason the for that. Okay, let's hear it then. <laughs> okay, so um, forget Pulse, all right? Pulse used to be called the news feed of LinkedIn, effectively. So Pulse, just forget the language completely. So you have two things, posts and articles. A post is the small talk conversation you and I have when I bump into you in a hotel reception or an airport. Lovely to see you, Mark. What are you up to? What have you been thinking about? What made you smile at work? All, all that stuff. Business small talk conversation. Right. 
article on LinkedIn, thought leadership, my research, my insight, my perspective. I can go wild and crazy here. So let's give you an idea. Post on LinkedIn. You want to do a maximum post of one post on LinkedIn each day. Do not do more than one. The algorithm will not love you. That includes reposting other people's stuff. Is that five days a week or seven days a week? How often do you talk to people would be my guide for you. Uh, I don't post on LinkedIn seven days a week because for two days of the week, it's got a weekend and I don't work. (laughs) Do I want to demonstrate (laughs) to people that I am? No, I don't. But you can Um, schedule posts, which is that feature I talked about where you can line up posts. Absolutely. So Uh why don't I schedule posts for the weekend? Because I don't want someone to respond to me at the weekend and I appear rude. Fair enough. Okay. Reply. Last thing today, Uh, then, uh, if I may, James. Um, It's this LinkedIn newsletter I keep hearing about. Some people prefer to have a uh, LinkedIn or a a newsletter on their own website. Yes. Increasingly, many want or have heard of this thing called a LinkedIn newsletter. What is it and why should I have one? Okay. So newsletters are LinkedIn creator mode only functionality, like LinkedIn Live. Because if you're building an audience, then it's all about the audience and it's all about the mass market. So hence, newsletter, live, it's all geared around that. Would I put a newsletter on LinkedIn? No, I don't have a newsletter on LinkedIn. But you might also notice that I don't use LinkedIn in creator mode either. Because my world is very network-led. It's all about nice people introducing to other nice people. That's the world I operate in. So that's the mode that I use LinkedIn in as well. Okay. But th- there is a newsletter, and I keep hearing about this. People have said um, yeah. it's I, I far... would avoid it. I'd run your own. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. All right. L- so LinkedIn's much we could talk lots about. Lots of things, not everything. Right. And, and there are so many features we haven't got around to today. Um, I can think of five or six things we could have covered, perhaps next time. But in that uh, in that short half an hour with you today, hopefully you've got value from this. LinkedIn, like it or not, is the platform where 900 million people are more than likely as a consultant, facilitator, coach, trainer, that that audience includes your audience. And it would be strange not to have a LinkedIn profile in the 21st century if you're in our world. Where can people find out more about you, James? Uh, Well, funnily enough, they could always look me up on this funny thing called LinkedIn. Of course. Uh, my, My name is James Potter. If you look up James Potter and the LinkedIn man, you will, of course, sign me. Uh, but also, you can always go to the website. It's just very simply www.thelinkedinman.com. Thelinkedinman.com. James, thank you so much for being my guest today on the show. You're very welcome. My thanks to James for being my guest this week on the show. And thanks to you for tuning in. There are lots of great podcasts out there. And you've chosen this one again this week. And for that, you have my thanks. If you have a question or a suggestion, please feel free to email me. My email address, as always, is mark at trainingbusiness.com. We're doing lots of work on the blog right now, but in the meantime, you can find all the episodes of the show over the past couple of years, almost four years, in fact, five years in August 2023, coming up soon. And uh, there's lots in there. You'll find all episodes again on your podcast platform of choice. But until next week, when I look forward to your company, keep going, keep selling, keep believing in yourself. Bye for now. Thanks once more for listening to this episode of the trainingbusiness.com podcast. See you next time.